0: Welcome to the Dag Heward-Mills podcast. Dag Heward-Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega-church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dyke Hewitt Mills.
1: Father, we thank you for your blessing today. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. All right, we are we are looking at meeting God. Amen. So I'm just sharing with you something very I believe. Significant and also practical about how how many would like to meet with God. Now, the the problem that we are discovering is that people haven't met God. This is the reason why we are sort of dangerous. (laughs) You get it? Because if you've met God or you're afraid of God, you would be uh, careful about a whole lot of things. What do you think about that? Uh, do you think about it is it a good idea yes. yeah so um today i really want you to just you know i just want you to listen very carefully you need, you need to listen to the tapes because it goes for a long time sometimes you get to listen to it and then put it down for some time and one day take it up again and then you'll be surprised at what the lord will tell you amen, amen all right now the main thing is that you've got to meet God Amen. and that Moses met God and because Moses met God um, he was so changed and so different and so blessed and this is what we need if more of us could meet with God I think I mean it would be different Do you understand because instead of being concerned about what people think we'll be concerned about what God thinks and I do think that when we are really concerned about what God thinks I mean we are going to really do well what do you think? yeah you'll be a better preacher you'll be a better servant you'll be a better lover you'll be a better person publicly privately I mean in every way because you're thinking about what god thinks basically and god is god and god is good so if you are trying to please god you'll be worried about even your motive you I know mean, that you are doing the right thing or the wrong but even the right thing whether the motive is right as if the motive is also wrong one day recently i was um praying about something and uh i remember some things that i taught some time ago about the church growing and then the lord said to me that those principles have not worked because you had those principles for the wrong reasons they are good principles but they don't work or they have not worked because they are good principles but with the wrong motive you were trying to apply them And there were principles for church growth. And the Lord was telling me that if I had rather had a heart or a vision to care for the people that He died for, do you see? Those principles would have worked. You get it? Rather than having a motive to have a big church. Oh, you don't see the difference? So it's like, it's a good principle and it sounds very good, but it's like the reason, the underground reason for everything, I mean, is that the church will be big. Mega church. And the Lord was saying that he died for some people. He loved these people. He cared for these people. He came to die for them. Do you love me? Feed my sheep you love me tend my sheep do you love me care for my sheep do you care for them even if they are three even if they are four you see so suddenly you realize that it's a good fact that's why you know about two days ago i began to confess my sins to the lord i confessed my sins from the morning till the evening i didn't finish confessing because i prayed and i said lord i want you to judge me now you understand I want you to judge me do <laughs> you understand yeah so I began to and as I began to confess eh, I tell you especially from the heart so I, I realized I, I could easily I could see how I can stand before the judgment throne and turn into nothing eh? everything will go up in smoke I tell you you don't understand what I'm saying yeah because you see God he looks at the heart why are you doing what you are doing not that what you are doing is good you see that that is one level it's good or bad but at a point why are you doing this good thing that you are doing it's a good thing but why are you doing it and it's like the motive for instance there are people who are working as lay people earning a lot of money and really supporting the church do you see and that's what Rick Joyner was trying to do and he earned a lot of money and then the lord said to him that the lord told him that he the lord was offended by that thing that he was doing earning that money to bring to the church because the reason why he was doing it is that he did not trust the lord to be able to look after him so even though it's a very good thing to help and to support the church so that you not be a burden the motive or the reason behind it was wrong so it's like it's not a good thing anymore. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to So a lot of our things, they just fall through. Because what is under is wrong. And it's a good thing with a wrong reason. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So it's very, very important that we really work on our hearts. And when we talk about meeting with God, I wish you meet God. How many want to meet god will you really change if you really meet him you see some of us have met him but we haven't changed because we are harder than moses yeah somebody should get me a rod lavel get me a rod you got me a worm this morning get me a rod this afternoon all of you should get this morning's message if you are not around what is it about what, what, I don't know the title What was one The Worm Dieth Not Their Worm Dieth Not And the, second service, the third service was what The Wages of Sin I want you to listen to it Okay But I brought a worm to church For people to see a worm That dieth not But now I want a rod that you may see and believe. Amen. Today, my message is very simple. Very, I don't know if it's short, but it's simple. (laughs) And it's entitled The Backside of the Desert. (laughs) The Backside of the Desert. Hallelujah! Now, in Exodus chapter 3, we are talking about meeting God. Yes, now look at this rod. This is a rod. Now, supposing I come back from meeting with God and say, what proof do you have? This. And... How do you know that God is with you? I watched a film about Moses, which I recommend for all of you to watch. When he got Jethro, his father-in-law, he told his father-in-law that he had met God, and so on. And Moses said, immediately believe that Jethro was encouraging, telling him, look, you've really met God. Then Moses took, in the film, Moses took the rod and threw it on the floor. And nothing happened to it. You see, because it only changed there and it changed into the snake in front of pharaoh these are the three places that it changed so in between is a normal road <laughs> so he threw it nothing happened and he said to jethro you see i told you there's nothing to it, it i'm just imagining things You see, when you read the Bible, it looks so clear. You go, you get a rod, you turn it into a snake, straight away, your call is clear. You are going somewhere, you know what you are doing, and so on and so forth. You get it. But when you watch the thing in real life, you realize that even as Moses was going, he's going to Pharaoh and he's holding the rod. What about when he gets to Pharaoh? Do you understand? And it's like you are standing before the most highest power on earth. And the highest power is that challenging with spears and swords and armies all around and you are saying let my people go now what do you mean by let my people go so it's now it's now time for you to put this rod which you've been working with all along you've been working with now to throw it on the ground and what about if it doesn't change you are finished I've come to see that walking with God is a risky thing. It's risky to follow God. And if you are not prepared to have the risk, then resign now. So some of you, you've met God, but only that the thing you use it for firewood. You chop it into pieces and you use it for firewood and you say you haven't met God. You were dreaming. You said it was a dream. Or your relatives have been able to convince you that it was it's a mental it's a mental problem, it's hallucinations that have led to that. So you've left it. Not that you haven't met God, you've left it by look at this thing. That's the end of your calling. Finish. Gone forever. So today I told you the message very short, very simple now Moses kept the flock of Jethro his father-in-law the priest of Midian and he led the flock of God to the back side of the desert and came to the mountain of God even to Horeb and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush and he looked and behold the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed holy spirit thank you for igniting these words in our hearts today in jesus name thank you for your presence here lord amen Amen. now the desert itself is a quiet place now the back of the desert or the backside of the desert is worse than the desert you understand and something had moved Moses to get to such a place the backside of the desert what do you think huh? now it is there that he met with God now last week in fact I'm basing all that I'm saying on a prophecy that came Last week, I believe it was last week or whenever, as I was ending, I began to prophesy and then I heard the spirit of the Lord saying, when you are coming, come alone. I don't know if anybody remembers that thing. When you are coming, come alone. You want to really know somebody, come alone. You think you know me? You know me when you know me alone yeah when you are coming come alone it's because of that prophecy that i'm sharing what i'm sharing because it is a prophetic word for all of us when you are coming come alone you can even give that to be the title of the message when you are coming come alone What could take Moses out of his condition of being the Pharaoh's son, Pharaoh's daughter's son, and so on? What could separate him? Do you see? That's why some of us have to be admitted at a hospital. Do you see? Because when you are on admission, you will be alone. Yeah? Some of my best times with God have been times when I've been sick and I can't move how many have realized that before that you were sick that is when you began to find God when you are coming come alone if you won't come I will bring you and I will bring you alone when you are coming come alone have you have you seen this before let's say you go to see somebody they want to talk about something it's like there are people there yeah. Oh, yeah. so yeah. it's like you don't even start what do you think yeah. have you seen some before yeah. yeah sometimes there's even a close person around but the presence of the close person crowd it disturbs what is being said so it's like no we've changed the topic yeah when I was proposing to my wife I said he came to visit in the in the afternoon I had to change the topic and he could not understand the revelation that he has to leave you know how it is when you have a visitor you want him to go he's also not seeing that he must go <laughs> He's not catching the revelation. And look. He's become to feel happy there. <laughs> asking for minerals, asking for this that and that. <laughs> 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 I took you aside, you see, and asked you to look. You've not caught all the signals, so just go away now. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. For the highest form of relationship with somebody, you need to be alone. You see, it gets smaller. As the group gets smaller, and smaller, and smaller, and smaller, the closeness increases. So if you like, size of group is inversely proportional to closeness. As the size of the group gets smaller, the closeness goes up. That is why these days, when I'm having camps, I restrict the attendance. I restrict the attendance. You see, every preacher he may not tell you, but when you see certain faces, certain messages come. So some people, when they come to the camp, they invoke certain messages. <laughs> you you have to now start to talk about what is your life? Why why you must work for God? Meanwhile, you are coming to talk about other things. But the presence of that sleepy head there who looks as though he has been dragged from somewhere disturbs the whole message so you realize that the message has changed what is your life? do you know that your life is a vapor? it will appear for a while and vanish away and the message has changed so I have learned that it's not just having a lot of people but sometimes even reducing the number of people when jesus was speaking to the 12 disciples he said much 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 more than he said when he was preaching to the masses he preached without explanation and left them to their confusion because jesus didn't try to save wicked people. look when you watch has everybody here watched the passion have you watched it no you need to watch it over and again you, you you can see that when jesus was saying that you hate me you hate me because you hate my father You see that thing it's real it's like there are many people in this area who hate us only they haven't got the chance to manage no matter how many street lights or whatever you do the hatred is there and if they get the chance it will not be easy Jesus said it he knew what hatred was he said that thing is there and they had two choices anytime you reject something you have chosen something else anytime you say i don't want this it means you don't. so by refusing jesus they chose barabbas and pilate he said we don't caesar we know only caesar and we know barabbas these two we need them this man out with him that was the extent that's why he didn't bother to explain the messages that's why he didn't bother to give understanding. He said, These people, they hate what I can explain a million times. They will never even believe in me, no matter what. I, if I do every miracle, they will not believe. You do not believe in spite of the miracle. I even believe it because of the work sake that I'm doing. Still, he doesn't try. So as the group gets smaller, more things are said. Then the 12 disciples get even smaller to the three who go onto the Mount of Transfiguration. Then the group gets even smaller to Peter. And you see Jesus' personal words to Peter. When he said to Peter, you are the rock. And when he told Peter, do you love me? You see, that is not, it's not something. How many here love me? No. Do you love me? Do you love me? If you love me, this is what it means. Me and you, you get it, Peter. And he didn't say that to the others. He said it to Peter. Do you love me? You love me. Do you love me? now it is now a personal thing so as we get smaller and smaller we are hearing more things that you don't hear as the group gets bigger even three four five we are reducing the things that can be said and the things that will be said to say anybody here meets with God is to say there is somebody who alone goes to God alone to the backside of the desert. I mean, not just the desert, but alone. Anybody here who, see, that is why when we come to church, we all sing, we all do this, we all do that. You personally, knowing God, having those quiet times. There's a song, quiet times, quiet times, by Andre Crouch. Quiet times. I love those quiet times. I wish I can get that song again. Quiet times. You see and when you call yourself a pastor and you don't have those quiet times you are a powerless preacher yeah and you see as for speaking whether it's a seminar or whatever you still speak when there's no power there's no real whatever you still flow so you and I need to know that to meet with God you've got to come alone And you need to meet God alone. No matter how I preach to you and how you are blessed, there's something that you have to do for yourself. You have to know how to be alone. And you have to know how. Some people like to be with people. Me, I I like to be with people, but I also like to be alone. I I have the two worlds. Sometimes when I'm with people, you will think that I I, I always like to talk. I'm always happy to see people. But um, there are also times that I want to be alone, and I don't need people around. Are you listening to me how many have decided to meet with God alone yeah when you go you meet him amen and when you do you are going to find God and find a great blessing that comes only from going to the back side of the desert how many are blessed with today's message have you had enough why not? It's a good message. It's a good message. Okay. Now, I just want to end my message by showing you three things that will happen that Jesus said will happen in the backside of the desert. When you come alone, when you are coming, when you are coming and you come alone, three things you will do at the backside of the desert. How many want those three things? Huh? Are you sure? Very good. Turn with me to Matthew chapter six. We are going to read from verse 5. Three things. When thou prayest The first thing you do is pray When thou prayest Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are For they love to pray standing in the synagogues And in the corners of the streets That they may be seen of men Verily I say unto you They have their reward But thou When thou prayest Enter into thy closet, which is the same as entering into the backside of the desert. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Amen. Amen. This is the first great blessing. Amen. Secret prayers. Private. Private. Privately praying. Nobody knows about your prayer. What do you think? When thou prayest, there are three things praying, fasting, and giving. These three jesus spent the whole of matthew chapter 6 explaining that these are three private things it's like poo poo wee wee and sex three things privately you do Private. Have you heard that word? I'm going to private. <laughs> when people say I'm going to private. <laughs> when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And thy father will see it in secret. Then he said, When thou fast, and then he said, When thou gifts all of these three in the backside of the desert go on verse 16 moreover when thou fastest be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men you see publicly people must see that you fast Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face. That thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Praying, fasting, and giving are three secret activities. Of a believer which bring you very close to God I will show it to you And I'm showing it Verse 1 Take heed that you do not your arms before men To be seen of them Otherwise you have no reward of your father Which is in heaven Therefore when thou doest thine arms Do not sound a trumpet before men As the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. That thine alms may be in secret, and that thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Praying it's a personal private activity. Fasting is a private activity. And giving. we win poo-pooing, and sex. Three. They are done privately. Mean are private. What are you going to do at the private? Three things. Huh. You, you don't like my message? <laughs> Matter one, do squeeze your face. These are three private things. Yeah? Yeah. It's very stupendously powerful. Pastor preaching, I'm blessed. You see, your prayers are all public prayers with few rewards. You don't meet him. He's watching you, so okay. Your fasting is only the 21 days or the 10 days or the seven days. There's no private you and God. Nobody knows you are fasting. Intina Now your giving so is also a public, only the tithing. There are private givings. Private givings. No one knows about it. Only you and God. The day you open your mouth about it, you have cancelled so many things. You're left. Your left hand should not know what your right hand is doing. But as for us, not only does your right hand know, but all right hands in the whole church know what your one left hand is doing. These are the three things that can invoke something special on your life in a way of meeting with God. When you look at fasting, the fasting of Christ, you see that he was personally fasting in the wilderness alone with God. Yeah. How come you never have any personal? You see, my message has finished. I hope you are seeing it. It's so clear. There are some messages that are so clear, and you know what it means to you. So, I mean, what else do you want me to say? There are more things to say. I can talk for two hours, but that's it. God has spoken to you already. Yeah. Everybody knows when you are fasting because it's only the church fasting that you do. And I'm saying that if you were to personally meet with God and by personally fasting, like you are just fasting without too much to do, I meet met somebody, they so say, I'm on 21 days dry. I'm on 21, I'm on my 17th day. Immediately, this scripture comes to me. Say, He has lost his reward. He said that he secret, do in secret that your father may reward you openly. He has lost it immediately. somebody comes oh i wrote a check for the church yesterday i wrote a 10 million check well i gave this money and i did this no i went to bless the man of god with this and this and that and that everybody knows also i'm doing 21 hours prayer so i've reached the 17th hour and i'm doing 40 hours prayer for the church 120 hours for the ministry to be established and there are certain things that i'm you know, I'm working on and I've been interceding in the realms of the spirit and dealing with certain everlasting principalities. <laughs> I'm dealing with thrones and tribunes. Everybody knows, everybody knows what you do. Hmm? everybody knows and what i'm trying to say you see look all of you who are married when you go home if you're trying to have sex and there are like a lot of people have come to watch you even you can't have an erection yeah you can't no you see i don't want it to be mystical do you understand the message you find it difficult to understand this message they are pretending that it's difficult but you understand it you can't okay you wouldn't have the what you call it do you understand yeah (laughs) because as soon as there are people involved it's like every power seems to be gone out of the whole thing If somebody is there even you've got a running stomach or you've got whatever and it's like even when you go and see there it's like there are people outside the door or people just around you will try to somehow control the person Lord let it come slowly let it not come too fast Lord let there be a gentle landing for the aircraft If you don't take care some will be left behind something that should not stay behind has stayed behind just because the thing is not a private thing anymore <laughs> or you don't fully get the message <laughs> two people behind the door It's like you will try to slow the thing or weaken the descent of the aircraft, of the spacecraft. (laughs) One day I was with a group of people, and the Lord told me to take my jacket off and put it on. One of them, it was a group of people, on somebody. But I waited till everybody went. And there were just two people there. And I took my jacket and I put it on. And I said, the Lord has anointed you. Yeah. But I waited till everybody went. (sighs) Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It won't happen when there are people there. He won't speak when there are people there. He will hold it up till everyone is gone. He'll hold it. He'll hold it. I tell you. Everybody shouting, laughing. They, 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 but he will wait till you come. And that's why he said to me to tell you, when you are coming, come alone. That's the title of my message. When you are coming, come alone. It won't happen when you come with somebody. There is something about congregational prayer, congregational fasting, group fasting, group prayer. It is one chapter of your Christian life. But there is the personal something you can that is the God meeting part of your whole life. That's the meeting God side. Because I didn't even want anybody to see what I was doing. It wasn't it was something that the Lord said to me to do. You see. And I felt it in my spirit. But it's not for other people. Even if they are there, I'll have to start explaining. Okay, you know, the Bible says that. Cloths were taken from this and that, and so anointing sometimes carried in, uh, what do you call it, in, in materials or in coats and then the mantle of Elijah, and have to start giving explanations, and what do you mean? So why this person and not this person, this person and that and that and that, and so many things. Just because there's somebody else there, the whole thing has changed. When you are coming, come alone. Hallelujah. He wants to beat you alone. He wants to talk to you alone. When Hezekiah was dying of a sickness in 2nd Kings chapter 20, he prayed alone. And in those days Hezekiah was sick unto death and the prophet Isaiah son of Amos came and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord set thine house in order for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord saying, I beseech thee O Lord, Remember now how I have walked before thee in truth with a perfect heart, and I have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept so. He prayed. Listen to the prayer in 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 3. When Isaiah left, then Hezekiah knelt down and cried to the Lord privately. And he said, Lord, I be seen. Listen, he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and a perfect heart. And I've done that which is good in thy sight. Because Hezekiah had really organized a revival. They had closed the temple before he became the king. When he came here, he reopened the temple, organized prayer. He organized money for the priests. He told people, bring tithes so that the priests would be encouraged in the work that they are doing. He reorganized the whole church. So he, Hezekiah was now calling on God based on these activities you know and hezekiah wept sore. and it came to pass that Afo, are you with me in verse 4 before isaiah or afore isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the lord came to him saying turn again and tell hezekiah the captain of my people thus said the lord god of david thy father i have heard thy prayer i have seen thy tears Behold I will heal thee on the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord and I will add unto thy days 15 years and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria and I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake This is the only miracle I've heard of Isaiah doing and Isaiah said take a lamp of figs and they took it and laid it on the boil and he recovered And hezekiah said unto isaiah what shall be the sign that the lord will heal me and that i shall go up into the house of the lord the third day and isaiah said this sign shall thou have of the lord that the lord will do the thing that he has spoken shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or go back 10 degrees and hezekiah answered it is a light thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees nay let the shadow return backwards 10 degrees and isaiah the prophet cried unto the lord and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backwards by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. A lot of miracles were happening in Isaiah's ministry. You see, the shadow, when the sun is going down, the shadow goes down. So he said that it's not a difficult thing for the shadow to go down. Let it go back. Like the sun should go back higher so that the shadow will be 10 degrees backwards. <laughs> but look, Hezekiah knelt down and prayed to God. And within minutes, in fact, this prayer should encourage everybody who prays. Within minutes, God had heard in heaven. And as he was going, audio, we talk about audio visions. I've heard it, heard it once, like that, in my ear, like that. You hear a voice in your ear, like that. It's the direct audio. He when heard the When the, the Bible says, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, it's something that they hear in their ears. You know, Kenneth Hagin was saying one time he was, in the, he was in a car. He had broken his arm and they were rushing him to the hospital. And as he was going, he said, the word of the Lord came in the car and told him, this sickness, this hand that you've broken is because of something and that I'm going to heal you and that will be a sign. The next morning, the Lord walked into the hospital room to talk to him for about three hours. But as he was going in the car, the word of the Lord came in his ear directly that this was going to happen when he go to the hospital. As soon as uh, Hezekiah prayed, <laughs> Isaiah was going home. In the middle court, Enuchire said, let's say, from where? From the sitting room to the veranda to the outside. Before you go out of the gate. He was in the veranda, the middle court. When there was an instant, because when they tell you you are going to die, they understand, then he cried, the Lord have mercy on me. Remember what I have done instantly. all your prayers god had it <laughs> at the same time that you prayed and especially when you pray your private prayers he said god will reward you openly that thing will be different when you come alone jesus fasted alone in the desert waiting on god seeking god many years ago when i was on campus i used to go alone to the gardens to pray That time there were some people around criticizing me. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, I'm whatever. Saying all sorts of bad stories about me. And I remember that my wife and her roommate, Adelaide, the two of them, they used to sit on the Spanish, top of the Spanish department. They will be learning there at 10 o'clock in the morning. They will see me passing with my Bible to the garden. And they will learn and they will go, they used to buy kebab and go and use it to make stew so they'll go and buy kebab then they will go to their room and use the meat to make stew students student life they will do everything they'll be happy. Everything. they will come back to learn in the afternoon the late afternoon then they will look out of the window and they'll see coming from the north from the gardens the man who came to pass in the morning is now returning i went to find him on my own alone when you are coming come alone you will always meet with God. Anything that there is no grace upon your life and there's nothing about you that is from God. It's just strength. Govi. Do you know Govi? Strength and I mean, Patapa. Do you know Patapa. Just imagine what you think it is. That's what it means. I also don't know what it means. You get what I'm saying? It's just strength. I'm at a first. One day I was, I hit the ball. That, said, I'm at a first ball. Agorika. I said, What does it mean? The first. In the ball, I'm at a force ball Agorica. Some people I'm at a force preacher, Agoreka. I'm at a force too much. Eh? I'm at a force preaching. anointing I'm at a force anointing too much. We want genuine anointing. But I'm at a force anointing. I'm at a force preaching. Come alone. when you come to pray they will hear you and then when you are giving that one to come along come along you see th- these two things I mean prayer and fasting I don't think I have to say so much to show you how it makes you meet with God but maybe giving you know, we didn't know how giving makes you meet God you see we didn't know how giving makes you meet god when you give god will reward you don't open your bibles let me read to you there was a certain man in caesarea called cornelius a centurion a devout man one that feared god with all his house and he gave much alms to the people and prayed to god always and he saw in a vision oh thank god for such a vision About the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and he said, what is it Lord? And he said to him, thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodged with one Simon Etana, whose house is by the seaside, and he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. And when the angel who spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continuously. And when they had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. What made the angel come? Their prayers and their alms, their giving. I didn't say it. I'm saying, how many would like an angel to come to you? Would you like an angel to come to you? Yeah. It's there. It's not something I'm making up, it's something that's there. Your praying and your giving has come and has caused an angel to be sent from heaven to you, giving and praying. That's why this treaty, any is something that is private and the more private the more public the blessing of that thing is giving to the man of god is something that people you people must really learn it you must really learn it you see anytime i see somebody who has learned that thing i realize that the person has learned a secret of ministry You see, when you are giving to the church, often you are supporting in a general cause. But when you get to the place where you personalize the grace of God, which is coming to you and where it is coming from, you start to zero in on a certain line where you can actually now see that this is where something is happening to me from. Most, Most Christians don't know it. Most Christians don't know. You see, even that when you can go to the extreme where it becomes just a tradition that people do. So I'm bringing a prophet's offering. But when you see somebody who has been touched by God, and you see as you are even presenting the offering to the man of God, you are actually presenting the offering to God because you know that that person is standing between you and God. Like what Aaron said and what Moses told Aaron, he said that he will he will be to you a mouth, and you will be to him instead of God. Uh, you've not seen that verse he will be to you instead of god (laughs) then to exodus exodus chapter 4 and the anger of the lord was kindled against moses and he said Exodus 4 verse 14 You know he was complaining And listen verse 11 You know It's a verse that I, 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 I used to memorize In verse 11 It's about it's trying to help you to become a preacher And the Lord said unto him Who hath made man's mouth Or who maketh the dumb or deaf Or the seen, or the blind Have not I the Lord Now therefore go and I will be with thy mouth And teach thee what thou shalt say And he said, "Oh my Lord, verse 13, I pray thee by the hand of him whom thou shalt send. Verse 14, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee, and when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. Thou shalt speak unto him, and put words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth, and with his mouth, and will teach you what he shall do and he shall be thy spokesman unto the people and he shall be even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth and thou shalt be to him instead of god oh you're not getting the something there wow let that soak in I said let that soak in let that that is why sometimes when you violate the person that God has sent to you eh, you are actually violating God because said and he shall be to you instead of God come on look instead of God he is the one he will be to you instead of God this is Instead of God, this is what you have to do. Instead of God. Instead of God. Hmm. So when you come with your offering, you have given it instead of, because instead of seeing God, you have to see him. He is to you instead of God, instead of having seen to God himself this is what you are so what you would have done to god i mean whatever you would have done to god instead of god that's what you have to do instead of god he shall be to you instead of god (laughs) yeah that 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 is why we get into so much trouble when if the person is like weak the person is problematic the person is this the person is that now he has said that he shall be to you instead of god so instead of being able to give god the money directly how many really want to give god money to god how many want to give your money to the lord instead of giving the money to god instead of god he shall be to you instead of god yeah. many times people have come to me and say i want to give you an offering Because it is only spiritual people who do such things, most of the time, I sense in my spirit how the person is approaching the Lord. Unfortunately, I'm the person here. I mean, instead of God, I'm the person that he has to meet. Fortunately or unfortunately, I I don't know. so when you are insulting god instead of insulting god you insult him so you have insulted him instead of god 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 himself you wouldn't see so instead of god you've insulted him directly it's a very wild thing how many would like to give if you heard that jesus was moving around the labadi wouldn't you want to go there and bless him Recently, I heard a, a certain man who had been a blessing to me had come around. And I wanted to see him. Because the only reason why I wanted to see him was to, to give him an offering. I didn't want him to preach to me. I wanted to give him because he has been to me instead of God directly teaching me how to preach. Instead of God, he taught me how to preach. Because he stood in the stead of God to teach me. Okay. So I needed to see him. That was the only reason. To give him what I could give him instead of God he shall be to you instead of a mouth and you shall be to him instead of God so now I want to bless God instead of God I bless him on behalf and because he's there he shall be to you instead of God I mean it's, it's, it's English it's there so sometimes the person's counsel to you is the counsel that instead of god it's like that is he said i want god to speak to me instead of god he has spoken now i'm believing him i'm believing him you don't believe it you don't believe it because instead of god speak he spoke and he shall be instead of god it's marvelous. Yeah. Instead of God to speak to me, Kenneth Hagin spoke to me instead of God, yeah, in the state of God. That's why it's, it's, the person in becomes special because instead of God, that was the person that was used instead of God. But you see, as you get closer to God, you begin to realize it's not an organization. A church, look, when Jesus said, I finished my work, I finished my work, I have, I have, uh, what did he say? Thank you, you may sit down. He, instead, of, instead of when he said, I've finished, he said, I've built a church. I've built this. I've built this. But he said, I have, uh, I have uh, what? Huh? Um, I have kept th- those whom thou gavest to me. You know, I've finished my work. I've brought them up. I've trained them. I've finished. That's the work of God. It has to do with individuals. So as you see, the big organization, so it whittles down to one thing. One person, somebody always, instead of God. For my children, instead of God, Oko will be there. Oh yeah. Instead of God to speak to them, to come down this to this floor every Sunday. Instead of God, he will be there. The, he is to them like God. They they must must love, they must marvel. Anything he says, even about anything, must be important and they must like it. Because he is to them instead of God. (laughs) So when you give like that to the man of God that God has given you, you have given to God. Let that soak in. I said let that soak in. We don't know we are children we don't know what we are doing but as you deal more and more and more you'll find out that god is blessing you and you know that it's not an institution the institution will die but the individuals will be left because god's spirit works on individuals when this church is no more if it is ever no more before jesus comes there will be individuals with anointing and there may be others who have caught some things we don't even know who they are they are just moving in the system Because the thing moves from person to person. When you pray, when you fast, when you give, come alone. I'll meet you there. I will bless you publicly. Everybody will know you came privately. I said, when you pray, when you give, when you fast. Read it there, it's it's there. It's not a new message, it's there. (laughs) Come alone, in the closet. No one sees you. Even your left hand and your right hand. Why does anybody have to know what you are doing? Just do it. Just do it. Do it privately. Here's something personal that will change your life. God will bless you. Are you okay? Let's go home. Stand up. hallelujah i love that all this is from the holy spirit these are not prepared messages they are things that the spirit is bringing up it shall be to you instead of god yeah yeah these are things from the spirit Don't, it's not from me it's from him take it from him walk in it from him instead of god to counsel you he will counsel you instead of god to speak to you he will speak to you instead of god to bless you he will bless you instead of god to lay hands on you instead of god he will lay hands on you instead of god to advise you he will advise you instead of god to rebuke you he will rebuke you instead of god (laughs) instead of god instead of you having somebody even of you having god to give the thing to it will be there instead of God that you, you, will, you will be a blessing you will tell and say I couldn't find God I was trying to give him this all that I have and this sacrifice I was looking for him instead of God I brought it to you lift your hands thank you Jesus thank you Jesus how costly it is when God speaks to us when God has chosen like he said to Aaron and to Moses instead of a mouth he shall be to you instead of a mouth you shall be to him instead of God Hmm. how costly it is all our life is changed forever because instead of God to speak he spoke instead of God to curse he cursed and you shriveled and became a withered plant because he cursed look at me everybody for a moment do you think you ever see God to curse you huh instead of god kissing you somebody can kiss you you will you will you will wither that's the best i can say instead of god are you watching what i'm saying do it well do it privately when you come come alone that's what he's saying lift your hands father instead of god thank you for those that you've given to us to believe in to love instead of seeing god to love you love the man that god has given to you and appreciate him instead of seeing all his nakedness and his faults instead of god oh god oh god Alambres, meredili, maracates, predelandes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just thank him right now. Just thank him. hold an offering basket, he will hold it. I say to you, give and it shall be given to you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We worship your majesty. We love you. We thank you. Hallelujah. You may be seated.
0: God bless you for listening to this message.